the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. This is a special week here at AFR. It is Truth for Youth Week. It's a week that, honestly, we really look forward to every year. Now, uh, we love to do the programs, but some weeks make it a little bit more special than others. And uh, we love this week because we're able to share with you the good news of Jesus Christ every day. But this one is getting the Word of God into the hands of young people. And so, Alex, it's a great time, and uh, we're looking forward to this week, pushing the opportunity for youth, high school students to give the Scriptures away. What an opportunity to be a missionary for Christ. Well, amen. Uh, Do you remember the verse? We've taught the book of Amos, and Amos 8, verse 11 says, There's coming a time of famine, not of bread or water, but a famine, a shortage of the hearing of the Word of the Lord. And Bert, one of the reasons I've appreciated evangelist, minister, visionary Tim Todd so much, the Truth For Youth Bibles puts the Word of God into the hands of young people. They do read it. Their lives are impacted for the gospel. And whenever I hear the phrase, Truth For Youth, I'm on board. (laughs) You and me both. You know, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let me ask you a question. Do you think me expounding on the Word or the Word of God itself has more power? Well, the that Word is, of God itself. That is a laid-out question, and you won't hurt yeah. me by saying, Bert, I know that answer. <laughs> as much as we appreciate the way that you do comment and you expound on the Scripture, the Word of God itself has power. And You know, Isaiah 55 says God's Word does not return void. I've heard it time and time again. Got a testimony this morning from somebody. And uh, anyway, we won't go into that just yet. But I want to say this. When we sow the seed of God's truth, the message of Jesus, the words of the Lord, it does bear fruit. And that's that's one of the most important things we can be doing is putting the, the word of the Lord into the hands of more and more people. And Truth For Youth is doing that. And uh, these are so innovative. Um, some months ago, we had Tim Todd on. I guess it was maybe coming up on a year ago. And after we did, I was looking through. Um, and I'm going to let him tell the story, but the way they print and the way they lay it out and they get these Bibles and they get them into the hands of, of teens and college kids and 20-somethings and they read it, they can't put it down. And as I said, lives are changed because through the Word of the Lord, Truth For Youth is helping people meet the Lord, the Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm on the road. You guys are in Tupelo. Is Tim Todd there with us he in the studio? He is, and Tim is in the studio. And let me just say this before uh, he comments. I, I just want to share with you. The Word of God, is it reveals who God is. Now, that's that's the power, and that's what you want to do when you preach, when you teach, you want to let God be seen. He is all through the Scriptures, and I said many times, He's on every page if we only see it. And so with that in mind, we welcome the guy we've been talking about for about five minutes, Tim Todd. Tim, welcome. So glad to be with you all today and appreciate your ministry very, very much, your program. 
Well, I appreciate you being you. here, and you've been on several programs, and I know you were with Mickey and, and, and Will for two segments, and you're going to be with us the whole thing. Man, you're going to pull it off today, brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but it's good to have him, isn't it, Alex? Well, amen. Earlier today, Tim, uh, we were talking about you, and uh, uh, Bert called me up, and we do a little bit of show planning and stuff early in the week, and I said, let's have him on for the whole hour if we can. And so thanks for making time. I know you – your your schedule stays pretty full, but I want to ask you this, uh, Brother Tim. Uh, since we last visited on live radio, uh, what have you been doing? Tell me how the ministry is, and bring us up to date on Revival Fires. That's the website, by the way, revivalfires.org. Bring us up to speed. Yes, we actually have been traveling America and preaching the gospel, giving out Bibles. In fact, a door has opened recently since the election. At, when the election went the direction that it did, my wife and I began to pray about what we could do. We knew that whether you want them to or not, that people were going to be coming into America illegally at a higher level of numbers than ever before. And we know that every one of those people even though it's not good that they're coming into America illegally, they need Jesus Christ just like everybody else does. Preach it, brother. And I had this the Spanish Truth for Youth Bible that was uh, ready to put into the hands. We've been putting them in the hands of young people in Cuba for a couple of years. And so we had this, this tool ready. And as we were praying, we were praying for God to open up a door for us to be able to give that Bible away to these undocumented immigrants coming in across our, nation, uh, our, our border. So I get a telephone call from a pastor of a small church in South Texas. He said, Tim, I've got a very good friend that is the director of a Gold Star facility here in South Texas in the city where I'm at. They have 2,000 young men ages 12 to 18 years old, and every two weeks they have to rotate those young men into either foster care or sponsored for it by a family or to go to a family member that lives here in America or go back to Central America. And as a result of that, he said, we've got those kids, those young people, for two weeks, 2,000 of these young men for two weeks at a time, and we keep our facility full. He said... He needs Bibles, and he needs somebody who can come in and preach the gospel. And I just, my wife and I wept because it's exactly what we'd been praying for. So the first time we went in May, there were 2,000 young men. I got to preach to them three different times. They have a chapel that's big enough that as they social distanced them, it took three services to preach to all three of them. 1,997 mm. of them gave their heart to the Lord and got saved. <laughs> we yeah. gave all of them a fist bump and a truth for youth Bible. I went back three weeks ago and was able to preach. They were over capacity with 2,005 young men. And so they actually had five more than they were supposed to have. All 2,005, when we gave the altar call for salvation, gave their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, gave all of them Amen. a Bible. 
and we're giving them these Bibles every two weeks. Now, I'm not able to be there every two weeks, but we're able to give them the Bibles and provide these Spanish Truth for Youth Bibles for these young men. And who knows but what you've got a Billy Graham that's going to come out of that group of young men, go back to Central America and win their loved ones to the Lord in El Salvador or Guatemala or Honduras or Mexico or Venezuela and all of those countries I just mentioned. There were young men uh, that were from all of those countries. We know they're coming in illegally, but they're coming. And they need Jesus. And when they stand before God, the Lord is not going to ask them for a green card. The Lord is going to want to be sure that they have got their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. That passport is the Lamb's Book of Life. That's right. This reminds me of a story, Alex and and Tim, that, uh, you know, I do the other program called Exploring Missions. And my son, Nathan, is the co-host for that program. And he worked over in Atlanta for five years with refugees. And this is during the period of time, again, are they relaxing and letting refugees come in for all the different reasons? And we said, they're coming. The greatest thing we can do is share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. They're coming. And it reminds Mm -hmm. me of this, guys. You remember when they were leaving, uh, the Muslims, mostly Muslims, leaving uh, the Middle East, you know, Syria and all them, and they were going to Europe. uh, And Man, they overwhelmed them. They did. Again, not good, not good policy. But guess what happened? They got into that freedom, and the European Christians had more conversions during that period of time and baptisms during that time than ever before because those people got out of that area where they were just, I I would say, paralyzed by the fear of Islam, and they got free, and they got saved. Praise God. So God is able here's the power of it alex we talk about it all the time the power of the gospel over all obstacles it's there isn't it alex it absolutely is and tim i rejoice with you i know that feeling of those preaching opportunities and people come and you know it's such a blessing and you can relate as an evangelist and minister you go somewhere and you've got a place to preach the gospel and there are people that arrive and an hour later, their eternity has been changed, and they've opened their heart to Christ, been born again. And, you know, whether it's in an event with a sermon or whether it's reading the printed page and the gospel, the Truth For Youth Bibles are helping people come to Christ. Now, let me say this, and, Bert, I want to give people the—I'm uh, going to give the number for right. our program. It's 888 if you want to call in. And maybe you've got a question for Tim Todd about reaching people for Christ. Uh, we're praying that we can give away at least 65,000 Truth For Youth Bibles. And look, I've seen these, I've handled these, I've given them out. Tim, shortly after I first met you some years back, I got a lot of these Truth For Youth Bibles and I took them to one of our events. And I will tell you, the kids, they they scoop them up eagerly. And so, uh, Bert, how can people call in? And look, we are partners together giving people the, the good news of Jesus the kids are going to get saved. You're not going to meet these kids till you get to heaven in all likelihood. But something you do in the next few minutes will bring somebody to salvation. Bert, how can people participate? Well, what, yeah, what we're looking at is a youth that will give that Bible away in their school, 
Uh, this is not legal. This is legal. This is what is allowed. I hate to use those words, but those are the days we live in. It is allowed for a youth to give another youth, a student, give another student a Bible. And if you will call in the uh, Truth For Youth Week, during this week, here's what you can do. That number is 800 733 4737 and they'll send you that bible or bibles if you request it if you that youth will promise to give it away again that number 800-733-4737 or they can visit truthforyouth.com and order online at any time now the phone calls are only going to be open to 4 30 this afternoon and uh, so right now they're open so you can make that call i'm going to give it a third time 800-733-4737. And, and Tim, we, God has used that. We hear testimonies. You saved some this morning uh, in, in our devotion. Yes. Lives are just changed yes. by the Word of God, is it, aren't Yes, they? as a direct result of getting a copy of the Truth for Youth Bible. And I've got a powerful testimony right here. It's not long, but I want to share this. A young man said, I fell into a horrible pattern of drinking, drugs, and sex. I ended up going to jail for shoplifting. Thankfully, some friends at school gave me a Truth For Youth Bible they heard about on American Fan the Radio. God used it to bring me back to the Lord, and now I'm living for Christ. If you will send me some of those Truth For Youth Bibles, I will pass them out in my school, Eric in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> that is a powerful uh, example of what God is doing as we provide the Word of God for these young people to give away in school. You remember that old Star Trek uh, introduction, men going where no man has gone before? Well, these Bibles can go where, where we <laughs> preachers can't go. That's if right. we can get Amen. them in the hands of the student, those students can take it where the Bible has not gone before. That's right. And so that's what this is all about. So we're coming up on a, on a break that we've got to take. Our guest today is Tim Todd. He's going to be with us, and we are going to take some phone calls earlier uh, today than usual. So we've got someone online. We're going to go and let them ask those questions. And, and, but I, we want Todd to give you a little bit of a, of a message he preached at Devotion this morning. Not the whole thing, but he's going to give part of it. And you don't want to miss it in the next segment. It's one of the best ones I've heard in a long time. So there's more to come here on Exploring the Word during the time we call Truth for Youth Week. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Spiro Stefanu, administrator of the Economic Research Service. He leads research efforts at the USDA that impact the future of agriculture and expansion of food production. Genesis 1.12 reminds us of God's gifts of food. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, and each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. God, we ask you to guide Spiro Stefanu as he oversees the movement of our nation's agriculture and food production. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're asking God for the physical nourishment we need to stay alive. 
But Dr. Tony Evans says there's another kind of nutrition that's even more important. He'll take us to John 6.35 to discover what it is as we spend two minutes with Tony. I am the bread of life. He's talking about the Old Testament in the wilderness when the bread of life came down from heaven called manna. Manna in Hebrew is a question. It means what is it? It was the supernatural provision of God for his people from heaven. Verse 41 says, I am the bread of life, come down from heaven. So what Jesus is saying is, what God fed you physically in the wilderness, my job is to feed you spiritually in your day-to-day life. Just as when your body gets hungry, it needs a supply of bread, your soul gets hungry and it needs a bigger supply of me. Do you know what it is to have hot bread come out the oven when you are hungry and you get some butter and jelly on that thing and it just satisfies your gizzard? I mean, it satisfies you deep down within. Jesus is saying, just as your stomach needs to be satisfied with food, your soul needs to be satisfied with life. And I am your bread. I am your satisfaction for eternal life, and I am your substance for living this life. The Bible makes it clear that there's only one way to guarantee an eternal future in heaven. Visit TonyEvans.org and click on the Jesus link in the top menu. Tony will tell you all about it and connect you with some free resources that'll walk you through the next steps. Check it out today, then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3, 14 through 16. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. We believe in the Holy Spirit and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back. He's coming back. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. You know, in Psalm 119, verse 30, it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. And we are trying to introduce people everywhere to the Word of God. You've sung that old hymn. It says, uh, Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. The Bible, the words of life that tell us about the one who gives eternal life, Jesus. And Bert and I are so honored this week. We're always grateful when we visit with our friend Tim Todd. He's an evangelist, he's a visionary, and his uh, website, Revival Fires, with an S, revivalfires.org. Tim, I'm just excited reading about these Bibles in Spanish, these Bibles in Russian. Imagine the Bible in Russian, but the Truth for Youth Bible is what we're talking about today. Uh, And you give these Bibles to students, and they give them to their friends. It spreads like wildfire. It's all through the appropriate channels. And we're going to ask you to do something. And and listen, Angie and I are going to participate. We're all in this together. 
we're praying for 65,000 Bibles, and your gifts can underwrite that, and it will spread. This is the answer for our country, folks, that we, we introduce people, especially young people, to Jesus and to the Word of God. Bert, how can people give a donation that will put the Bible in the hands of youth? Okay, uh, I'm going to let do? Tim. To, now, what we're doing is just placing that call, and you they'll send you that Bible. Now, Revival Fires, we'll take that money. They'll take the money. But those 65,000 have already been printed and ready to be sent out now. Am I right, Todd? Wonderful. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. ready. Okay. And they can get it by making a phone call or yes. going online, either one, can't That's they? correct. They sure can. And when they call in to get their free Truth for Youth Bible, if they want to get additional copies at a discounted cost, I encourage them to do that. They can either get it for their Bible club at their local school or for their youth group. And they can get them at my cost, which is only $2 each if they get a case of those Bibles or more. 50 Bibles to a case cost only $100. And if they want to give to partner with Revival Fires financially to help us with what we're doing across America and around the world to provide Bibles for people that don't have Bibles, they can do so at the same time. So the number they can call is 800 733 4737. That number one more time is 800-733-4737 to get one Bible per teenager per household. If they have three teenagers, they can get three free Truth for Youth Bibles and additional copies if they want to get them. If they have, uh, uh, you know, four or five young people in their home, the same thing. They can get however many teenagers they have in their home. They can get a free Bible per teenager. And if they want to get additional copies, they can do that in the same phone call. If they want to give to the ministry that God has called us to, they can do so then. They can also go to Truth for youth.com truth for youth.com to get the uh, uh, to uh, get the free Bibles and to donate if they want to or get additional copies and we encourage the the listeners to do so and we thank God for every one of them that participate to help us get the Word of God into the hands of young people all across America and listen here, here as you was explaining that, you can do one of three, two of three, or all three. Amen. <laughs> you know, you can give, you can get one per uh, student, teenager, or you can buy and have them to give away. Amen. What an <laughs> opportunity that is. Hey, we are going to take phone calls. Now, the phone calls we're taking today, uh, we'd rather not have comments. We'd rather have you asking questions about the Bible or about evangelism and, and about how this works and opportunities that you have uh, man, this, Alex, I'm like you. It excites me to know that what Tim and his wife experienced after the election and saying all of these illegal immigrants are going to be coming our way in place of crying into the darkness, they shed some light. Praise Amen. God. I praise that we'd do that with more things, brother, don't you? Well, we need to. We really do. Because, listen, for the Christian, we know Romans 8, 28, God ultimately can use it and weave it into the good. Nothing ultimately bad happens to Christians because we have a sovereign God, and even in the life of our nation, God in his providence can turn it into a gospel opportunity. And I think we are living in time—yeah, I know there's a lot of bad stuff, but we're living in times of great opportunity for the gospel, and let's not let this opportunity go by. 
Okay, with this, we got some people that's calling in, but I asked Tim to be ready to give that message that he gave in devotion this morning. Now, again, we had 25 minutes there. We don't have quite that much, but get this about two men who build in their house. I'm telling you what, uh, there's some foolish and wise things going on, isn't it? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Take it away, Tim. Yes. Well, you know, in the Bible, the, the two men that were described— the wise man and the foolish man were both to go, told to go out and build a house and because a storm was going to come. And so, first of all, the foolish man, you know, he went out and he built this. He, he didn't like inconvenience, didn't like struggle. So he built this home on a faulty foundation. And for those of you that are listening that know anything about foundations, you know that the most important part in building a structure is to be sure that the foundation is right. Because if the foundation isn't right, then the whole house isn't going to be right. In fact, I was traveling through South Louisiana, and I came upon one of the most beautiful homes I'd ever seen. I mean, it was stunningly beautiful. And as I got close enough to it, I saw a sign in the front yard that said, House Condemned Faulty Foundation. It didn't matter how beautiful that home was. It was empty and condemned and going to have to be torn down because the foundation wasn't right. And so here's this foolish man. He builds this beautiful home in record time on a faulty foundation. Gets his lights on, gets his water running, the electricity. He's got all of the amenities that gives him the comfort. And you notice that when he finished his house, the storm did not come immediately. The sun's still shining. So he's probably in his hammock sipping tea and enjoying his beautiful home. And he looks across the street and he sees what the Bible describes as the wise man. The wise man is building his house, but he doesn't even have his walls up yet because he's still working on his foundation. And he's out there in the different elements of the weather, the hot blistering sun, the rain, the snow. And there had to be days that that wise man had to think to himself, is what I'm doing really necessary? And he looks across the street and he says, here's this man across the street. He's built this beautiful home in record time. And it just looks as though everything he puts his hands to seems to prosper. But any house can look good as long as the sun's still shining and, and no storm has come. The reason yeah. why America has looked good for this length of time, and we still look like a, a prosperous nation, uh, even though we're $28 trillion in debt, is because no storm has come to America. And the reason why we, have, we, we kicked God out of our schools in 1963, and from that year to the present, America has been number one in violent crimes, illiteracy, teenage pregnancies, illegal drugs, and the divorce rate, and yet we've still looked like a prosperous nation, is because no storm has come to America. And so in this story, the wise man looked foolish, and the foolish man looked wise. The wise man is the one that put forth the extra effort, the extra time, the extra money, Money, and yet it looked as though everything he was doing was not, it was not important. And you see, the thing of it is, we're living in a day in the American church today that people feel like they can breeze into church on Sunday morning and play a little church game and breeze back out and not be faithful to the house of God. There are those that feel like that you don't have to be faithful in praying or reading your Bible or paying your tithe, and yet you can still be considered a good Christian. And the reason why people feel that way is because the truth is we've got a lot of spineless, 
jellyfish preachers in our pulpits that are Amen. foolish men preach that will it. not preach Amen. the uncompromised word of the Lord because they're afraid if they do preach the uncompromised word of the Lord that people that have money in their church will leave and not Amen. come back. Amen. But the day came when the wise man finished his house, hung his last door, hung his last uh, shingle, uh, hung his last window, and when he finished his house, then God said, let the storm come. The reason why God didn't let the storm come earlier, it's not because he had changed his mind about sin. If he would have let the storm come earlier, not only would the foolish man's house have been destroyed, but the wise man's house would have been destroyed too. So God said, the storm is going to come, and when it does, let the foolish man fend for himself. But God said, I'm going to hold back the storm to give the wise man time to finish building his house on a rock-solid foundation. Amen. Alex? Do you see why I wanted Tim to preach that? <laughs> Amen. This Amen. is a word for our times, brother. It God is. bless Perfect. you. Perfect. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, well, you know, we really do need to be zealous for the truth. And again, uh, folks, if you're just tuning into Truth for Truth for a New Generation, no, this is exploring the word. <laughs> Reminds me of a conference I've got coming up. But the number is 888 and uh, Tim, I just want to ask quickly, how, um, how long have you been doing this, and how did you get the uh, vision for Revival Fires? Revival Fires, I started Revival Fires International 35 years ago, although my dad, who is now 89 years old, still preaching the gospel, started <laughs> really? Revival Fires Ministry about 72 years ago. Yeah. And so he was on television uh, with the third longest running Christian program on national television in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and early 80s. He was one of the pioneer uh, uh, Christian television preachers preaching the uncompromised gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Amen. my dad, 72 years ago, started the ministry of Revival Fires Ministry. And then 35 years ago, I picked up and Revival Fires International was birthed. And uh, uh, so uh, after running from God as a teenager and being as far away from God as I possibly could be and just living for the devil, uh, the Lord rolled up his sleeves and saved my soul. And, and as a result of that, now for, uh, after Bible college for 35 years, I've been on the evangelistic field, and I believe the best is yet to come. Hey, Amen. and because we, of that, so that's why we have Truth for Youth Week. Amen. Because of those years, you knew what would happen, and you can be a part of that by calling 800-733-4737. 800-733-4737, and get that Bible that your student will give to another student, teenager, or you can go online and visit truthforyouth.com. And, Alex, do we want to try to take a call before let's, we go to break? Let's do. How about we go to Florida and we speak, speak with Ron? Ron in Florida, thanks for holding. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Well, thank you, sir. And you asked one of the questions I had for the gentleman. But um, I also was wondering, you guys mentioned Russian and all that. How many different languages are and, – and quickly, I would like to tell you about a Christian lady that told me this years ago. She was a client of mine. And when they would help Christians escape from communist bloc countries, this is back when the Berlin Wall came down and stuff, but everything didn't change overnight. But, uh, but anyway, and she said when they got here, the first thing they'd want to do every time, they want to see a mall and a, a grocery store because their communist TV was telling them that was all propaganda, and it was the same over here as it was over there. So putting these Bibles, especially in the hands of youth, 
because we're adults for decades, you know, go through our 20s, 30s, 40s. But childhood is such a precious time, and there's no better, uh, more bountiful place to plant a seed than our youth. And these kids getting these Bibles have younger siblings, brothers and sisters, who they can minister to. You know, and you never know where one of these Bibles could end up. Amen. 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 How many languages? We have the Bible in Russian. We have the, uh, uh, then, of course, they're printed there in Russia. And we also have uh, uh, the Spanish Bible for Cuba, that dialect. We have the Spanish Bible for the Central America. And then we also have the English Truth for Youth Bible. And we provide Bibles for our troops defending America on, in the war on terror, which, of course, that's English as well. You know, now here's, the, here's what's happened for 21 years Tim and, and Revival Fires, have, we've done Truth for Youth Week with AFR, and they've been given over a million Bibles away. And there's been over, in the back, there's a response card. And there's been over 25,000 people send that in and tell about their conversion to Jesus Christ. And what Ron said, Tim and Alex, was they have little brothers and sisters uh, we were having a we have a meeting on Monday, and we were talking about those numbers, and we we'll say they were probably quadruple because of the ripple effect. So that twenty five thousand has probably multiplied. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Wow. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus healed the ten, only one came back to thank him. So even though we've received decision cards from twenty five thousand. There's no telling how many that 25,000 actually represents. Amen. Amen. And, that, and that's just on with AFR and what's been done there. And besides all the ones that's been given away. Amen. That's uh, that they purchased. Alex, we got about a minute, so we better wait on a phone call. So let me give those numbers. We want you to participate and be a part of this. And you can call 800-733-4737. 800-733-4737 or go online at truthforyouth.com. Now, Alex, you and I brag on the uh, exploring the word listeners all the time. We think we have the best listeners on all of AFR. Now, I, I think we may be a little biased, but our folks, when it's a mission project, have you noticed how our folks really step up to the plate? They really do. And, folks, Bert and I pray for you, and we, we do brag on you. But you're listening to Exploring the Word with Bert Harper, Alex McFarlane, and our very special guest, the evangelist Tim Todd with Truth for Youth Bible Week. Stay tuned. We're going to get to more questions, your Bible questions, and you can call in. That number is 888-589-8840. After this brief break, this exciting show will continue. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training. Here's another of our core values. We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. And we thank you for your support. This is Frank Affney, host of Secure Freedom Radio. It's your personal daily intelligence briefing about the challenges we face, how they're likely to affect you, and what we can do about them. You can find Secure Freedom Radio here every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to learn from our extraordinary experts what you need to know, and we'll want to share. 
Join us for Secure Freedom Radio tonight at 11 Eastern, right here on AFR. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The New York AG announced that an independent investigation has revealed New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed numerous women, including current and former staffers from 2013 to 2020 in violation of state and federal laws. They also found the Cuomo administration was a hostile work environment rife with fear and intimidation, which included at least one instance of retaliation against a former employee who accused him of wrongdoing. Elected officials across the political spectrum have called for Cuomo to resign. To date, he's refused to do so. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with today's Moving Forward Minute. In Luke chapter 6, verse 27, Jesus said this, Do good to those who hate you. Imagine that the most hated man in America found himself in need of shelter, food, and clothing. Imagine that your own precious family had suffered because of his abuses. Imagine the entire country had rejected him. Would you take that man in? Well, that's exactly what German Pastor Holmer did in 1989 when his family opened their home to the deposed communist leader of East Germany. Pastor Homer did good to a wicked man hated by the entire country. You might say, I could never do that, and that's true. It's humanly impossible to love that way. But Jesus can give you grace to show impossible love even to those who hate you. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. If you got pain, he's a pain If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain Welcome back to Exploring the Word, but we had someone that texted me, and I'm going to go to that before we go to the phone lines, a little boy by the name of John Wyatt Harper. Now, if you wonder who that is, that's our grand, uh, youngest grandson. He's listening on the radio, and he is saying, hey, Paul," and he's wondering why I am not responding. So I'm responding, John Wyatt. Hey, buddy, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Keep it up. Now, Tim, you were telling me something uh, similar to that in your experience with your dad when he was on television. Yes, when he was uh, on television, right after television, uh, Christian TV came out. And uh, he had a woman come up to him after a service and said, Now, Brother Todd, do you, do you recognize me? <laughs> and he thought about it, and he said, No, I'm sorry, I sure don't. She said, Well, you ought to. She said, I watch you every Sunday morning on television. <laughs> Amen. Well, John wow. White, I'm glad you're listening. I love you, buddy. Hey, Alex, we've got 
people online, but let me give the number that's more imp- this day. We love to give our number, but the number that's more important than that number today is the one for Truth For Youth Bibles, and that number is 800-733-4737. If you'd like one of these Truth For Youth Bibles that your student, your teenager, will give away to another student, call 800-733-4737 or go online in order truthforyouth.com. Go ahead, Alex. Well, let's go to Mississippi. We're going to talk to David. David in Mississippi, uh, thank you for holding, and bring us your Bible question on today's edition of Exploring the Word. Good afternoon, my brothers. I have a question for you that uh, I try to ask a lot of seasoned believers and get their take on. What is your take? Who do you believe Melchizedek was? heard everything from an incarnate Christ, a pre-incarnate Christ, to, uh, to just all kinds of different answers, and that was the closest that I got to finding a solution, but as I studied longer and the more I studied, I, I realized that can't possibly be right, because Melchizedek was only a priest and a king, and he was not a prophet. He doesn't meet the criteria of all three. Um, so therefore, I nixed that idea. So th- that's my question to you. Okay. Thank you, David. Great question. Alex, we've had that question quite a bit, and we've had Christ, the incarnate Christ. Uh, listen, I know who he was. He was the king of Salem. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes, this is just me speaking, Alex, uh, sometimes we try to make it says he was a priest and Jesus was the priest after the order of Melchizedek. Let's take it for what it says. I, you know, I don't want to add to nor take away. And uh, he Amen. may have just been that person that God ordained. Uh, he, there are those that believes he was the incarnate Christ. Alex, you have an opinion? Well, you know, a couple of the uh, key scriptures on this one would be Genesis fourteen eighteen. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of of God the Most High. Then, of course, Psalm 110. You know, this is one of those questions that I would say equally good, godly Bible believers have disagreed on, a little bit speculative there. Uh, but probably the definitive work on this uh, was written by a guy named James Borland, B-O-R-L-A-N-D, went to Liberty University as a professor. And in his book, excellent book. I I recommend you get this. It's called Christ in the Old Testament, and Dr. Borland writes extensively on this, giving both arguments. Might have been a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus, may have just been a a type or a foreshadowing, a real person, hands down, real individual that Abraham met, and maybe he was just a, a one who depicted Jesus. And guys, I I've been on both sides, but I don't know that we can definitively know. Uh, Tim, do you want to weigh in on this one about Melchizedek? I believe that he was a a type or a foreshadowing of Christ, but I don't believe that he was Christ incarnate. And I also believe that, you know, like the Word of God says, and I I agree that you, you take the Word of God for what it says. And the Bible says that he was the king of Salem. And so anything beyond that, I think, would be speculation. And mm. I think that, that we should take it for what it says. And I believe that that's, that's, that's my opinion on that. I, I want to make one statement. Sometimes word. we want to know more than God 
needs for us to know. Yes. You know? Right. And, and he gives us what we need to know. Right. He does. Okay. Thank you so much, David. Down in Texas, there's a listener named Thomas. Thomas, thanks for holding. Welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Hi, thank you all so much. I have a biblical question, but it's possible it could turn into an opinion, and it will take some agreement, which I'm not sure how all three of you feel on a pre-tribulation rapture. So my question that I've been thinking of, and you might find it funny, is we receive a new body, and God doesn't need our physical body anymore because someone might have been incinerated or something might have happened to receive that new body. A lot of the movies out there for the rapture show just a pile of clothes hitting the ground. How do we know that our actual physical body and Christians' bodies won't just hit the ground? Yeah, and take take our soul and spirit with it. I, I catch that. Uh, Todd, I, we'll start with you right. real quickly. You all right with responding absolutely absolutely you know the bible says the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the voice of an archangel and the ark of god and the dead in christ shall rise first then we that are alive and remain will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air so shall we ever be with the lord and and i believe that personally i believe that body soul and spirit will be raptured at, at the uh, uh, at the rapture of the church whenever that takes place but as far as uh, you know whether or not uh, our physical body like for example um, you know I know some people some godly people that they were uh, uh, you know they were cremated whenever they passed away and so uh, I don't believe that that will have any effect at all on whether or not they make the rapture you know and uh, yeah. as far as, uh, uh, you know, the dead in Christ, I mean, uh, you know, being taken out of here first. So my opinion is that our physical bodies will be raptured as well. But still, here again, uh, you know, this is one of these things that uh, uh, that if God does it differently than we think he's going to, then uh, however he wants to do it, all I know is I want to go out on the first round. And we better and, be ready for God boy, to do it differently sure. than Amen. we think he's that's going to right. do. You know, uh, I, I, yes, we lay it out, and we believe, you know, the tribulation and everything the way it is. But, Alex, I'm also ready. Hey, I was wrong about that, you know. The thing exactly. that I'm not wrong about is being ready, and he is going to take those who are his. We've got that promise for sure, don't we? Well, uh, another great scripture, and Tim, you you laid out one of the scriptures that I uh, was thinking about, but also 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Yes. Now listen to this. Here's why I don't think there'll be dead bodies laying around uh, one second after the rapture, because Paul says this in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we all we all will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Now the word sleep is the word for death. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed literally. Now I believe when the rapture happens, uh, I, I know we've seen images of like a pile of clothes left behind, and I I think that's how it's going to be. And and I don't completely understand. And I know, look, the point on which we all agree is that once we leave this world, we're going to be with Jesus, and we will ultimately get a glorified body. But I, I think that, uh, like Tim said, body, soul, and spirit, we're going to be translated to the presence of the Lord. And uh, 
the Bible gives us those words, and it says, comfort one another with these words. It is a comfort. In fact, the Bible calls it the blessed hope that we're going to be with Jesus when we leave this world. Good question, Thomas from Texas. And now, Michael from Georgia. Michael, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Uh, good to, good to, to have you today. Enjoying all y'all's answers. Uh, but, you know, uh, Sadducees, Pharisees, you know, Sadducees, Sadducees didn't believe the Bible. He did. Uh, you know, Adam was built out of dust. Uh, yeah, he into a human form. He can control his own clay. So, you're break, you breaking up, Jason. Uh, as best you can, give us your question real quick because. I don't know why, but you're breaking up a little bit. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, my my child dropped my phone, so I'm not <laughs> sure if y'all can hear me. But um, when when the Lord raises the dead, yeah, it's possible for him to raise the body also. Uh, it says we'll know each other in heaven as we know on earth. You there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um uh, two things that happened to me was like a uh, uh, like a definition of repentance. When the children of, uh, uh, of Israel was uh, imprisoned in Egypt, and they did a soul cry to God, and once they made that soul cry, uh, they could return back with them. But before they were to a broken level, they couldn't. So one day I made that soul cry. And the Lord told me if I wanted to stay on his son's side to stay in the gospel of Jesus. Okay, I'm telling you, uh, when you read the book of Judges, I think you see what we're talking about as much as anywhere, guys. It was a cycle, seven cycles of God's people. And what brought them to the point of repentance that Jason was talking about was difficulty and tribulation. Right. Uh, and, and it is crying out to God, and then God sent, we call them judges, a better word is deliverer. He would send that deliverer, which is a picture of another picture of Christ. But you, I'm going to ask this question, guys. You think the tribulation, some of the judgment we're receiving now as, as a country, as America, is going to get the church to repent and return to God, Tim? I do. I, be, I believe that. In fact, what I was sharing in chapel this morning, that uh, that what is going to happen is that God is going to burn the tares and he's going to bring in the harvest, the wheat. At the same time, it's going to happen. And when judgment comes, harvest comes at the same time. And of course, uh, that's Matthew 13 and uh, uh, verses 24 through 30, talking about the wheat and the tares. So I believe that as hard times take place in our nation, it's going to set the stage for the uh, world to come in and, and want what we have as Christians because they're going to be in desperate need of receiving from God. And if we have built our house on a, on a rock-solid foundation, then the, uh, the world, as they're in desperate need of, of uh, provision and they're in desperate need of things that, uh, uh, to make it, that the only hope that they'll have is Jesus Christ. And that's why we've got to always stay ready so that when the world is looking to, to Jesus Christ to be to get their hearts right with the Lord, we're going to be in right relationship with the Lord. Preach it, brother. Go ahead, Alex. Amen. 
Is that like the wise virgins, uh, virgins that were ready and <laughs> they had oil in their lap? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, it makes you think of Noah. Noah's family was harvested along with those that God had, the animals, That's, but the rest, the judgment came. So exactly. it is both. Great, great point. Alex, go ahead. Um, I, you know, I think we might have time for one or two more questions. How about we go to Arkansas? Jason in Arkansas, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I, you're on. Well, uh, that was Jason. Two points I wanted to make. Go ahead. There was two points I wanted to make about that. Uh, is that one verse says that flesh and blood cannot inherit in the, the kingdom. And also in Ecclesiastes, says the dust shall return to the earth from where it came, and the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Sure. Hey, and l- let me just say this. Um, the flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Really what uh, people understand that to mean, and I would agree, is that we don't earn salvation. It's nothing physically we do to earn our salvation. The kingdom of heaven Uh, That is our inheritance through the new birth by putting our faith in Jesus. And it is true that the human body is composed of essentially the same elements as dirt. God created Adam and Eve from, well, created Adam from the dust of the ground, created Eve from Adam's rib. And, And yes, the body dies and decomposes. That's why Paul wrote, this mortal will put on immortality. Our physical body will decompose. But our spirit, which lasts forever, will be uh, glorified and be with Christ forever. Uh, either Bert or Tim, you want to add to that? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Do we have time for one quick one? It'll have to be quick. Um, how about we go to Fred in Kansas? Fred, thanks for holding uh, your question, and we'll do our best. Let's go quickly. Fred, you there? Okay. We're going to go to Virginia. Steve in Virginia. Hey, how y'all guys doing? Good. Hey, I just had a question. Uh, does that show that's been out, uh, The Chosen, it's about Jesus. It's basically a sitcom, I guess, about Jesus' life. It, it's a good show. I've kind of gotten into it, watched a couple episodes. That's kind of one of y'all's take on it. Uh, okay, The Chosen. It has some good and some bad. Uh, that's anything man does. Uh, I, I've just found this out, guys. Y'all may disagree. God shows us our. we still have to deal with the humanity, no matter how filled with the Spirit we are, Alex, no matter how accurate we try to bring the Scriptures in. And uh, I don't mean to be mean. I don't think the Chosen has deliberately done bad stuff. Alex, you you go ahead. Uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. It, when there, Vance Haverner was a great evangelist many years ago. He said, Hollywood, writing about the Bible— he, he said, I'd just as soon hear a gangster lecture on honesty. <laughs> Amen. But it, Tim, overall, it's yeah. pretty good. Amen. Tim, thank you for being with You're us. You're welcome. And that number you can call for Truth For Youth, 800-733-4737. I'll give it one more time, 800-733-4737, or go online for truthforyouth.com. Alex, love it when Tim is here. Hey, Brother Tim, you're in our prayers, and we appreciate you so much. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate your ministry here. Thank you for listening to Exploring the Word. Tell someone about the program, but more importantly, tell them about Jesus. Jesus.